0: Welcome to Wake Up Stories for the Soul. My name is Bill Fraze and I'm the author of this short story from my blog, wakeupcallforthesoul.com. If you would like to ponder this story before getting my perspective on it, please pause the recording when it's finished. This story is called The Healing Contagion. There was a civilization where everyone carried a deadly and disabling pathogen that they had unwittingly inherited and passed from generation to generation over the course of millennia. The pathogen insidiously prevented people from absorbing important nutrients from the environment that would have allowed them to live long, healthy, and happy lives. The unrecognized pathogen had made the people chronically sick, extremely negative, and antisocial. Violence in a multitude of forms was endemic. Most people didn't live past their mid-30s. Since no one could remember a time before they had become infected, everyone assumed that a short and bitter life was their natural inheritance. All of their religions justified their suffering as proof of their inherent unworthiness and depravity. Their medical textbooks even considered the pathogen to be a naturally occurring blood factor Even though its purpose was not yet understood, it never occurred to anyone that their entire way of living and dying was built upon a common infection. There was a young man who had always felt there was something deeply wrong with the world. He didn't know what to do about it, but he had this faint hope that somehow something could be done to make things better. One day he came upon a homeless man in the city. The tall, thin man was older than anyone he had ever seen. He had never seen someone with so much white hair and so many wrinkles. The young man gave the old man some money and asked him his age. The bearded man said that he was 79 years old. The youngster didn't believe that because he knew such a thing was impossible. But he knew that the man had to be older than his 40s. During their conversation, the old man recalled a day, many years before, when he had been in so much suffering that he cried out in desperation from the depths of his being for relief. Ever since that moment, the quality of his life started to improve on a gradual but continuous basis. He was happier and healthier in the present than he had been in his teens, which was considered to be the prime of life. He became homeless because employers wouldn't hire him, assuming he had some kind of contagious disease. After the two men parted, the youth could not stop thinking about the encounter. It was as if an ember of hope buried deep within had been rekindled. He started to feel a deep longing that whatever had changed the old man's life could happen for him. He was desperate to be free from the depressing darkness that he carried as a heavy burden. He felt something shift within himself. He didn't know what had happened, but he felt something he'd never felt before, which increased his hope that change was possible. The young man gradually started to feel better physically and emotionally. Being a very curious person, he couldn't just accept what happened he needed to understand so that he could help others. He eventually found a physician who was fascinated by his story. The doctor actually thought the youngster was suffering from an unknown form of mental illness that she could take credit for discovering in order to advance her career. After running an exhaustive battery of tests, the doctor realized that her original diagnosis had been incorrect. Having eliminated the most likely explanation for his claims, she became determined to find the cause of her patient's condition. The doctor discovered that the young man had become infected by a virus that had reprogrammed his cells so that they worked in a completely new way. She also learned that there was an inverse relationship between the presence of the virus and the ubiquitous blood factor that was actually the unrecognized pathogen that made everyone sick. As the blood count of the virus increased, the unrecognized pathogens numbers decreased. When the doctor tested her own blood, the virus was present, but she didn't have any of the young man's symptoms. She also had normal levels of the unrecognized pathogen, assumed to be a beneficial blood factor. It appeared that the virus could be easily transmitted and survive in the bloodstream, but required some kind of trigger to infect cells. The doctor hypothesized that the young man had contracted the virus from the homeless person and had activated it through an unknown mechanism that affected the receptor sites of his cell membranes, allowing it to attach and replicate. As she witnessed the young man's continued improvement, she longed to experience the benefits that came from the activity of the virus, and her health and mood started to improve as well. Eventually, the doctor found some desperate, clinically ill patients who were willing to allow themselves to be infected with the virus. Just like the young man and the doctor, the test subjects experienced an increase in energy and well-being, and their attitudes and patterns of thought, feeling, and behavior started to change for the better as well. Word of the results of the experiments spread to the authorities who were afraid that the virus would lead to a global pandemic that would threaten the very principles and institutions upon which the survival of their dismal civilization depended. So all of the infected were quarantined at a remote government facility to protect their civilization from the disruption that would ensue from mass contagion. Despite their incarceration and constant medical testing, the infected did all in their power to liberate their captors. The scientists and bureaucrats of the pharmaceutical companies and public health agencies worked assiduously to develop a vaccine to protect the world from salvation. Pause here if you would like to ponder this story before getting my take on it. This is my commentary that I like to call the secrets of the story. For millennia, those who have had the answer to our collective disease of disconnection from our divine source have been killed, imprisoned, misunderstood, and misrepresented by those who have been threatened by the healing contagion of divine love that they sought to bring to the people of the earth. Those with the knowledge to save us from ourselves have been labeled as the problem when they have actually been the incubators and carriers of the solution to everything that ails us. Civilizations have invested vast amounts of time, energy, and resources in compounding the problems we have created when the answer has been at hand for a very long time. The cure to all of our problems is f- freely available, but unless we allow it into our hearts and souls, it remains unused and unknown, as if it had never existed. The answer of God's divine love for many is just like a beneficial virus that cannot attach to this cell or soul membranes that would allow it to enter, replicate, and reprogram our inner beings with unconditional love, and unshakable peace. If we don't want to be infected by God's love, if we won't invite it in, we can't catch the blessed infection. We will continue in our shared sickness of estrangement from the source of life. We will not be able to absorb the power of life that surrounds us like an unknown and invisible nutrient in our world. Fear Ignorance, greed, and violence appear to be winning, but they will not prevail in the end. The time is coming when the virus of God's essence of divine love will heal us and our world. It will not be stopped. It is a fire of contagion that cannot be put out. It will not be quarantined or contained. It is a holy fever that even the coldest of hearts and the hardest and sharpest of minds cannot And will not prevail against. That which is out of harmony with love cannot last. True and lasting power comes directly from the divine source. The images and symbols of power, comfort, abundance, ease, and happiness that so many people seek are only passing shadows without substance. The source of all goodness has an infinite heart of unconditional and ever-giving love that will never give up on us, ever. Become a carrier of this holy infection by praying for divine love. Once our way of being is powered by divine love, we become invitations of unconditional love to help others seek infection for themselves from the divine source. For those of you who choose to accept this blessed infection, Let us not keep this healing contagion to ourselves. CDLC Warning Symptoms of Infection by the Creator's Divine Love Love Joy Peace Patience Kindness Goodness Gentleness Faithfulness Hopefulness Rejoicing in the Truth Trusting Perseverance and Self-Control These come from Galatians uh, chapter 5, verses 22 through 23, and 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Also, those who are in the advanced stages of infection will constantly seek divine love through passionate and heartfelt prayer to the divine source for more. This has been another wake-up call for the soul story to support your soul's awakening May our beloved creator bless your soul with an abundant inflowing of divine love. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.